Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Keeping up with the Kardashians is over for good. Love Island is back. Too Hot to Handle is back. Summer is coming. It's a hot summer. There's a long, hot, sticky summer ahead. And you're going to be accompanied all summer by us here on Thank You Next. I'm Raj. And I am Hardeep. Hello. What we do on this podcast, in case you don't know, is reflect on our L's, aka our losses, and turn them into wins by figuring out the lesson in them. Because... There's always a fucking lesson. Like that time when Kylie Jenner got teased by a guy she was kissing for having small lips. He was kissing her and said, you're such a good kisser, but your lips are so small. And that led her. I feel like that's not actually, you know what, fuck it. I mean, her trauma is her trauma, but I feel like he wasn't cussing her that much. He's like making a, but I mean, who is he to say? That's the thing though, isn't it? I think the smallest thing can lead you to having an insecurity. You know, someone could say anything to you and you just feel like that. Someone could say, oh, Raj, your eyebrows are so thick and lovely. And then tomorrow I'll be like, oh my God, my eyebrows are so bushy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so she got teased by this guy for having small lips, which led to her being insecure about the size of her smackers. So she became obsessed with overlining her lips. And I think she did get Botox and, you know, she just said to everyone that she was using like seven different lip liners and I believed her. I believed her. You believe that? Me being the uh, makeup artist, <laughs> I actually nah, believed Nah, you can her. see in the thing the thickness of the of the top lip. I was like, yeah, she's just creating her lip liner. <laughs> nah. But you know what happened after overlining her lips and getting obsessed with makeup? She became a billionaire. That is basically turning an L into a win. So shout out to the dude that says she had small lips because I think that's basically... Look what you did. Yeah, that's basically what made her a billionaire. So what we're trying to say here is that every cloud has a silver lining. And that is what we talk about on this podcast. We get into all the different types of L's, but we tend to focus on the relationship ones, like our friends, family, new things, old things, bosses, colleagues, neighbours, frenemies, all of that. I feel like we have to spend a little bit of time talking about something I told Raj this week that she loved. I don't know why. I was talking to this guy and I liked him and we were having a... I think we had a bit of a disagreement or we maybe decided to call it a day. And on the same day, we were like, oh, we're not going to do this anymore. He posted a naked girl on his story, like bikini lady tiny bikini massive boobs which i do not have okay thick thick queen she looked fucking banging but anyway he posted this girl and then i muted him and he's still muted to this day because i'm like i'm not having this i thought he was doing it out of spite so 
Nope. So did you talk to him about it? I did after. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then I had to say it again. You posted this on the same day. Was it a story that he shared from someone's page or was it a picture that he had put up like on his story? This girl had posted a picture of herself on her main feed and he'd shared it on his story. What was the point of that? I have no... He, then he said he did it by accident. Oh, okay. And he didn't think about it. He said it was an accident. How? Okay. All right. That sounds like bullshit, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it sounds a bit smelly. I can definitely smell the bullshit. Mm. He was like, how old do you think I am doing things out of spite? I was like, 12? I don't know. Oh, wow. So he fully went into denial. He swam in the river and was like, I'm in denial. He says he didn't do it on purpose. And I do believe him because I think, you know, surely you've got to be a bit more mature for your age and stuff. But I don't know, man. It sounds a bit dodged to me. Anyway, so that's the kind of shit we talk about here. Isn't that right, Raj? Yeah, 100%. And it's not just all about us and the guys we have muted or blocked. All of them. We want to know what you want to say thank you next to. So email us, send us your voice notes to hi-thank-you-next-podcast at gmail.com and follow us on the socials for all the good shit. Right now, we have some playlists that we made on Spotify. One is called Queen Shit. It is just all queens featuring queens big queen energy when you listen to it made by queens yeah and you don't have to be female to be a queen because if you feel like you're a queen then you feel like you're a queen that's it yeah if you're feeling like a queen bitch go and dust your shoulders off shoulders shoulders off men are queens too go and dust your shoulders off so let's talk about shit that went down this week we both i reluctantly watched the match but we both watched it i was so shocked because harley was like oh i'm going out now so i'll talk to you later and i was like are you watching the match so boring and she was like yeah yeah. Deadest thing I've ever seen. You know what? Like I was saying on the podcast, that I really want to get into the Euros. I used to paint my nails with England flags. I was going to paint my nails with England flags that night. Have you changed your mind yet? Because it's boring. That morning, Pav messaged me and she was like, let's watch the England match, blah, blah, blah. Let's go to a pub. I was like, I don't want to go to a pub. Let's watch it at home. So we organized like a night like where we had like pizza, tiramisu, wine, all of that shit. Nice, nice. Mm. And um, I was like, oh, let's watch the Kardashian reunion. And she was like, no, let's watch the football. I was like, this is such bizarre behavior from her. Wow. Can I just say, A, the girl didn't watch one second of football. She was like, oh, you got a new phone case. Here it is. Where did you get it from? She spent the whole night on Cassettify, whole night looking at pop sockets, whatever, not talking. I was there watching the football. And then I was, obviously I was doing, I was doing female commentary. I had a genuine idea. We need to go somewhere and be like, we will offer you alternative football commentary. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because my commentary was fucking funny. It was excellent. I was talking about the game. I was also talking about the game on those players, homie. Because there was one that was Ginger in Scotland and he was hot. He had number 17 on the back, whoever he is. Oh my God. I was like, yes, yes, I was. A, I felt a bit let down, to be honest, by the talent. When I talk about talent, I don't mean their football talent because I've got no clue about that. I mean more their physical attraction. How did you feel? Because I was just like, uh, basically, I was I was like, I'm going to buy a kit. I'm going to paint my nails. And then after no. that game, I was like, I cannot listen. It's not coming home. It's not coming home. Is it over for you now then? Are you over it? I'm over it. I'm open to watching other teams if they play exciting because... I want to feel excited by the football, but I'm not right now because how that that match was painful to watch. And also, why do football players keep passing the ball amongst themselves, not towards the goal? What is that about? Because they're just wasting time. It's so pathetic. But you know what I like about it is they act like fucking drama queens. You know when one of them falls, they're like... Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They proper oh, fake it. And then they're like, ref, like Bollywood ref, ref. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you're just like mm. they are they love fucking milking it uh, yeah it's, it's it's pretty funny it's pretty funny yeah that is actually the best part of watching football is when they do that someone told me that once ronaldo did something and he then he like got up and winked at people faked it and then winked Naughty guy. Right, so you're over it now. You're not interested. Nah, I'm not buying an England kit now. That's it. Anyway, boring. Who likes football anyway? Raj, following on from last week when we chatted to Priyanka about attachment styles, you did the attachment test. The thing is, Hardy, this is mad because there's so many different attachment tests out there that I didn't know which one to do. Mm. So I don't know, like maybe you can refer me to do another one, but I did one and... It asked a lot of questions. Interesting, interesting. And then at the end, it was like, your attachment style is secure. And I was like- That's the dream. That is the dream. And that's great. But at the same time, it's all hypothetical because it was like, do you feel like this about your partner? Do you feel like that about your partner? Man ain't got a partner. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, like, honey, I don't have a partner, but it's okay. I don't got one of those. I just imagined that I had a partner and I was like, okay, if I had a partner, would I feel like this? Would I feel like that? Fine. So apparently I'm secure, but- I know there's four attachment styles and I don't think we went into this last week when we chatted to Priyanka, but you need to educate me, sis. There's secure. Yeah. There's anxious. Okay. There's avoidant. And then you, I think that's it. And then you can be a mixture. You can be like anxious and avoidant. Oh. Yeah. So what is, what's anxious? Anxious is like, remember when I said to you last week, something like he comes home and doesn't want to talk to me. That means he doesn't like you. He doesn't love me. Yeah. That's anxious. Avoidant is the behavior that I've been showing lately. Which is like, uh, I don't want to see you. I don't want to. Instead of craving intimacy, they're so wary of closeness, they try to avoid emotional connection with others. Mm. Sorry, that's avoidant. It says as well, they'd rather not rely on others or have others rely on them. That's how I feel. Like, oh, it's so weird. In this last situation, I was thinking in my head, oh yeah, but how am I going to do my face massage if he's always here? You just do it with him. He might interfere with my face massage. And I'm like, what? Your face massage is more important to you than love and connection. And I was like, hell yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the attachment styles. I mean, that's interesting. So have you done an attachment style test recently? So in the book, Attached, the one we were talking about last week, there is a quiz on it all. So you can work out what yours is and also what your partner's is. But I think working out what your partner's is is a bit harder because obviously you're not in their brain. I haven't done it properly yet, again, because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's not my time, sis. You know, it's not my time. I'm doing other things. I'm focusing on other things. It's not your time. Are you not reading the book anymore then? Yeah, well, yesterday I got it out on the train and then I fell asleep, so. That's nice. Just looking trendy on the train with this book and, you know, being like, hey, man. Fell asleep. I read. I read books about self-improvement. No, I get embarrassed when I get books out. I don't want people to know what I'm reading. I feel like they're in my head and they can see what I'm thinking. Oh, my God. I remember I used to get, like, Khloe Kardashian's hardcover (laughs) autobiography out. And uh, I could see people looking at I mean, I was like, I don't give a fuck. In other news, we have a big update. Oh, yeah. You spoke to your ex's ex. I did speak to my ex's ex. Okay. So we were talking about it on the other week, uh, a few weeks ago, that she had followed you? Yeah. She started following me on Instagram after I unblocked her. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it on the podcast. And guess what, homie? She listens to the podcast fucking hell so that was a bit interesting so she sent me this message being like hi had the shock of my life the other day when i heard my name being mentioned on the podcast because i'm the idiot that mentioned her name on the podcast usually we're like so good about shit like that but i dropped her name in it so fine she heard her name mentioned on the podcast that's actually true we never mention people's names anymore yeah we never mention people's names and she was just like I didn't know you knew who I was. And I was like, oh, I knew who you were, honey. She was like, there's no agenda or anything. I just thought that I, 
I wanted to warn you at the time, but didn't know whether or not I should reach out. And then I just messaged her back and I was like, do you want to have a chat sometime? Because mm. I just thought, obviously you're following me for a reason. Like, I don't really know. Like, it seems like you've got something to say. You wanted to warn me. Then I just thought, what did she want to warn me about? Mm. I fully knew she wanted to warn me about my ex that I was with. But then I was just like, let's just hear what she's got to say, right? We spoke on Instagram. I didn't realize you can call people on Instagram. Yeah, I don't know who calls people on Instagram. Well, it's a good thing to do when you don't really want to give someone your number or anything like that. (laughs) So be safe, be safe, you know. But um, she called me on Instagram and I was like, oh my God, is it going to be a video call? I had no makeup on, no nothing. I was like, this is not fun but um she she just changed it so she changed the setting because i thought oh my god it just goes straight to video call and we chatted for quite a long time how long did you guys chat for i reckon at least two hours fuck we only stopped talking because she had to go and pick up her baby from daycare weren't you scared no not at all i was talking to her like she was my mate i was like yeah nah, 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 nah. what are you saying you wow know. and she was just telling me her stories and i was telling her what i knew of her from him and stories he had told me and their stories did not match at all which was interesting did you find that you had similar experiences yeah i think it got worse with me it sounds like she had a similar experience but it was a a lot lighter than what i experienced Mm -hmm. but he does have a history of the reason why as well i wanted to speak to her is because i didn't really get closure we have talked about getting our own closure on this podcast before and whatever so like when you do get your own closure though there's only so much you can do because like you're doing a lot of self-work you don't really know where the other person was at so part of me was always like is it in my head maybe i was the shit one maybe i fucked up Mm -hmm. what maybe i wasn't as good a girlfriend as i thought i was but then when you speak to someone else and she says no this was my experience and then she even said to me do you want to speak to his other ex because i can arrange that and I was like no thank you <laughs> yeah it's get, it gets a bit too deep in it it's like. just too much I was like that's fine like we've had a conversation I don't need to speak to the other ex but she was like the other ex had a similar experience imagine having contact with all the exes I just think that's too much and I think like I wouldn't want that certain lines you can't cross but mm. she obviously wanted to say something to me so I think that's good like she's got that off her chest now and I genuinely feel like yeah for me I got Whatever closure was left outstanding, I think I got that from having that conversation. Good. Because it, it did prove to me that it wasn't just going on in my head. He's done it to other girls. Like she updated me on his current situation, which I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, it sounds a bit worrying. So I'm just like, okay, this is just a pattern that's mm. repeating itself. And it's it's got nothing to do with me. It wasn't anything personal. Mm. Imagine if you were going out with a guy and all his exes like came back to you like, this is what he's like, da, 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 da. Would you listen? I don't know. I don't even know. Like, cause she, she didn't ask me either if, she, if I would have listened if she came to me when I was dating him. But I feel like, I feel like it's always better to know. Mm, than to not know. People was like, he's my man. He wouldn't do that. I know him. Yeah. We all have that tendency to be like, no, I know him. I know him. It's different this time. I've changed him. Yeah, he's changed for me. And, yeah, um, totally. I don't think that exists. I really don't think that exists. I don't think that's a thing. I think it's very brave of you to have that conversation. And I feel like you had some outstanding information and questions you needed answering. And you've done that. And you've had the opportunity. The opportunity presented itself. We've had it. Good, good, good. Move on. No more talking. Goodbye, see you later. Yeah, because I mean, Hardeep's first reaction was like, block her! That was my initial reaction. Just because sometimes people who hurt us and situations that hurt us, sometimes it's better to just get the fuck out instead of getting enmeshed 
into the details, the little nitty gritty details. Yeah. And, you know, she spoke to me afterwards after we had our conversation. She was like, I'm feeling a bit like shit now because I'm remembering a lot of stuff that he did to me that I forgot about. So whereas I walked away from that conversation being like, hi, I got my closure. Hee hee hee. She was like, oh my God, I'm remembering more and more stuff that he did to me. I feel like shit. With that, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think it's a good thing to carry on those conversations afterwards. I think if you had one conversation, fine, you've had one conversation, you swapped information, you guys have confirmed certain things, but I just don't know how it'll affect her going forward and how it'll affect me going forward. I just think like it's, we'll leave it as at where it's at and that's absolutely fine. But I was going to say, like I was watching the originals which is the spin-off from Vampire Diaries. And one of the characters, Klaus, he says that closure is a myth. Yeah, it don't exist. Do you think? You think you'll get it or you think you need it, but it actually doesn't exist. You'll never get it. And also, if you want all the information, you actually don't want the information because all the information is more hurtful. The more information you have is makes you more hurt. I got so much information. It was a lot. And I just kind of don't know how I felt about it, to be honest. It's a bit... Do you feel like you have closure? I guess so, because I feel like I have, I now have proof that all my theories in my head that I was like, this person is a narcissist, this behavior is narcissistic. I now have proof that, okay, this is actually... But do you still want more? No, I don't want to know anything. I don't want to, I don't want any proof. That's it. I just want to be away. I want to be focusing on myself. Because I think what I was doing a bit was being like, was I the dickhead? Did I fuck things up? Was I the bad one? Do you know what I mean? Hmm. And now I can just walk away being like, no, 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 it's fine. It's just, this is his repeated behavior. Like it's got nothing to do with me. Hmm. And even the fact that he went out with me or like he was with me for all that time, like that had nothing to do with me. I was just supply to him, the new supply. And then the next girl is the new supply. It's nothing Hmm. to do with, because he love bombs everyone. Like it's it's nothing to do with, you know? Mm. So I think maybe sometimes you ro- romanticize love bombing as well. Yeah, I know that everything had nothing to do with me. I was just the right person at that time for him, mm. I guess. Do you feel like you've got closure then? Yeah. Well then in that case, I guess closure does exist. But maybe it is a myth because I don't know. Am I going to, I don't know. What if his other ex messages me and she's this like, is the thing. I want to talk to you. I can't remember if we chatted about it already when I was like, oh, I wanted this person to apologize to me so badly. And then two years later when they did, I was like, okay, cool. But it could still be a can of worms. Like, look at what it did to her. Her her experience was like, oh, I started feeling like shit. And yeah. all of these repressed memories started coming up. So, so it's, that's not closure, is it, for her? No. And the way we left it was like, we were open to talking more. But I actually think it's best for both of us to, it's fine. We can follow each other on Insta, like each other's pics. I'll send her a couple of articles about narcissism because she wasn't actually aware of mm-hmm. it, which is shocking to me, yeah? People do you overuse the term, though. They, I feel like it's become a fucking trend. What everyone think it means is that it's someone that loves themselves, but it's so much more than that. It's so much more dangerous than that. And I mm-hmm. think it's so important for people, not just women, to be educated about it because there are so many red flags that you can identify immediately mm-hmm. that will protect you from not getting involved because narcissism, there is no cure to it. Mm. These people don't have any sense of self-awareity or any of that shit. So yeah, anyway. I know, just a couple of them, couple of them, couple of them. Yeah, I think we need to do a narcissism special at some stage, 100%. We do. Raj, you did a really dickhead move last week. I haven't what told did you. I do? Why are you telling me on the podcast? This is for the podcast. Uh-huh. I was walking, I think in the park or I was at home. I can't remember. One or the other. Minding my own business. And then Raj goes to me. I've got to tell you something, man. I've got to tell you something. She's such a dick. And my mind goes to... I know what this is. My mind goes to the worst two possible situations. What? Horrible. No, I'm not telling you what. I'm not admitting. No, uh, what? What? Because Raj is a detective, okay? Raj will find out any information she wants to find out. And 
I feel like sometimes, even if you just left her, she'd just go and find out something just for banter, even though you didn't want to know. So she was what? like, I've got some terrible news for you. Really <laughs> terrible. And I was like, oh no. Like my heart was hurting. My gut. What have you done? What do I need to know about? It was hurting. What are you worried about coming out? Then you turned around and said to me, MC Grinder's got a girlfriend. Like, oh, that was the, that was it. That was it. Do you know how hurt I was when I found out he had a girlfriend? She was like, I didn't want to tell you, didn't want to upset you. I was hurt for you, Hardeep. I was like, I was on Instagram and I was just, I don't know why I was on our explore page from Thank You Next. And MC Grinder's account came up and he's called something different. He's not called MC Grinder. He must be his real name. Mm. And, um, I saw this girl and like, obviously it was her birthday. He has showered her with gifts from like Prada. Ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Yeah, like she's a cute little thing and all that. Has he seen this though? I was just like, oh my God, he's got a girlfriend. And I kept it to myself for all that time and I don't know why. Bro, I don't care that much. He's not. Why, I told you. I know I love him, but I don't love him that much. Whatever. Okay, all right. There'll be another MC Grinder. Oh, cool. Is. He's replaceable. What did you think it was going to be? I thought you'd done some stalking of my ex or old ting or something. And... No, you made me block him. Yeah, well, good. I was worried you'd done some... I went through my block list the other day and I don't think he's on there anymore. I hope not. Hope he blocked you. I unblocked a lot of people. Why? As part of my closure. I was like... Because I feel like sometimes when you block someone, it's like there's something there that yeah. you're, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some sort of power. So I just felt like, nah, you can see every move I'm making. I'm blocked. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about this later, aren't we, Raj? Okay, I don't know. I revenge. Don't... Revenge. 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 We're saying revenge. Revenge. Thank you. So before we get onto our pop culture, thank you next. Raj got us a Hulu free trial and told me I need to watch the Kardashian. It's not Hulu, Union. it's Hey You. <laughs> hey, Hulu, Hey You, Hey, hey You, hey one you. of them. Hey You, I don't know, man. It was a bitch to get on though. We couldn't remember the password. I don't know. Password hey You's working, but... user interface is all oh, my lord. Awful. It needs some. You work. did say it was awful. I and warned it's you. Too long. I warned you. I tried it on different browsers and everything. It's fucked. Didn't remember any of my details, nothing. Anyway, and you, The Hills is on there. Yeah, The Hills New Beginnings. I watched one episode of The Hills and it reminded me how toxic and awful Spencer Heidi is. Spencer absolutely bullies his little sister. Oh, what episodes are you watching? You're watching some old episodes if Stephanie's in it. The first one, but he was, when it was showing the flashbacks, but remember that when we were talking about the flashbacks of how reality TV now is a bit more better at showing like, I don't know, controlling relationships or like gaslighting and things like that. But um, he's awful to her. He treats her really bad. And Heidi, on the first episode, she started crying to manipulate him. He was saying he was going to go see his sister and then she started crying and making out it was about the baby. She is full of shit and Spencer is awful. I don't care how many fucking crystals you've got. At the time, at the start of this podcast, Raj got her crystals out and she was like, I'm like Spencer. I don't care how many crystals you've got. You're still an awful human being, Spencer. I don't like you. I mean, I can't remember those episodes because that was like it, that was like two years ago or something. I'm on season two problems, you know? Season two wasn't showing up for me, which is why I watched season one. Oh, interesting. Is it called they something have... else on Hey You? No, it's called The Hills New Beginnings. Is it on Hey You? It's, yeah, it's supposed to be. Or is it on Hulu? It's a, I watch it on MTV. No, we don't have Hulu in this country. I don't think don't. it's on MTV. I don't think it's on Hey You. It's on MTV, the season two. I watch it on MTV. <sighs> what are they doing? It's too confusing. So I think it's time now to get into our pop culture thank you next. And as I mentioned, Raj ordered me 
to watch the Kardashian reunion. And I did. Oh my God. Have you watched both episodes? I have got to nearly the end of the second one. Excellent. I watched the second one with my mum and it was just very, very fun because my mum kept thinking that Scott was their brother and I had to keep explaining like how, oh, wow. how do you forget who Scott is? Because she watches it with me and I'm just like, dude, like what's going on? But anyway, um, no, Scott is not... Courtney's brother, mum. But yeah. <laughs> so the Kardashian reunion, I just have to say, Andy Cohen did such a good job. Freaking hell. Because the questions he asked was everything that we all want to know. The difficult questions, though, they did quickly edit them. They were edited. You could tell that they were edited. Obviously, they must have sat down for a lot longer than what we've seen. But we've got two very long over 45 minute episodes. This is why the Friends reunion just didn't do it for me. Mm. Because the sort of reunions that we're used to is these kind of reunions where you get all the tea and it's fucking hot and people are throwing shade at each other. But like the way, I loved the way that the Kardashians did it because it was kind of like respectful shade. Like people knew it was coming at each other. He definitely did ask a couple of questions about Tristan, which finally I'm so glad that Kim, Kim was so composed throughout all of it throughout all the Kanye questions, throughout everything, in her little Vivian Westwood dress, her gown, like looking like all like prim and proper. And the second the Tristan question came out, she did this little thing where she just turned a little bit hood, a little bit hood, and I loved it. Mm. If you can, you've got to clip it, Hardy, because it's the best. It's the best. Like, so she's sitting there and she's just like, Okay, I just have to tell you all, like, it's we, like, did all that stuff with Tristan. We accepted him because there's a baby involved. Da 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 da. And then she was like, if the baby wasn't involved, and she went, she did something where she was like, I was just like, yes, Kim, finally someone fucking said it because we sit here and watch it. And we're like, we're gonna kill this guy. Like, what the fuck? But um, yeah, I was just, I was really happy that Kim came out of her really composed self for just that millisecond. She did pipe up. Yeah, I was really, really glad that finally someone fucking said it. Someone said it. Another moment that was just really, it was funny is... Obviously, they asked Scott, like, why do you keep dating younger women? And I love how he said they're just attracted to you. No, it's not. He was like, they're just attracted to me because I look Shut young. Up. No, you don't. And it right. was really funny like, because no. Chris gave him a smile. I feel like the reason Chris was giving him a smile is because Chris is dating someone who is the same age as Chloe. Ooh, I didn't know that. First of all, I didn't even know Chris was really with that dude until I Googled it. And uh, he's that young. He's, yeah, he's about the same age as, um, I think, Chloe, yeah. Imagine if your mum was dating. Oh, God, that's bad. If my mum was dating someone who was the same age as me, A, it just wouldn't work because... Nah, my mum's a... You know, she's cool. She knows about pop culture and stuff, but, like... <laughs> I think it's really weird as well. I've had exes of mine say that my mum's fit and my mum's a lot older than me. I just, it's quite... I don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Just stop it. But Hardy, you've actually got like a young heart mum, so... No, no, but I do say that to other people as well. I'm saying it's disgusting, but at the same time, I purposely tell people that their siblings and parents are fit all the time. I think it's really funny. But don't say it about mine, because I'll kill you. It's funny that, because that's what Scott said when he got asked about what he thinks of Courtney's new relationship with, obviously, Travis. He did say when you love somebody that you that you want them to be happy. 
I 100% agree with that. When you love someone, no matter what the outcome is of your relationship, you ultimately want that person to be happy if you really love them. And that was really nice to hear him say that. But you could see in his eyes that he was really upset. It's breaking him. Yeah, it's breaking him. But then under his breath, he did mutter. He was like, oh, kill him. I'm going to kill him. That was kind of funny. They are brave putting their whole life on TV and yes. showing themselves working through the problems and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Kendall finally admitted she's dating this basketball player, which like she doesn't admit. But then... They did talk as the younger siblings of the crew that they didn't want to put their lives out there as much as their older sisters had because they felt like that fucked up their relationships and stuff. Mm. But at the same time, like, I fully appreciate that they do put their life out there. It's mad that uh, Courtney and Scott, they said if it wasn't for his... Substance abuse. Yeah, then... could be a reunion, could be a thing. It's really, really sad because I remember they had that trip to Bali where they went to see a shaman or something, like a healer. Mm. And it's a mm. guy that can see your past lives and shit. So he mm. was like, you guys were connected in a past life and you're fated to be together in this life. It's interesting. I feel, I know a lot of people who've gone to like those kind of people and I feel like you go there when you need answers. Like when I say about horoscopes and shit, it's like, we know the answers and maybe that's true. Who knows? You know the answers, Sway? You know the answers? You don't know the answers. I would definitely recommend this reunion to any Kardashian fan. Even I was interested and I've not watched since the older, older series. It's a great way to wrap up 20 seasons and say goodbye. 20 seasons is mad. To E! Entertainment. The reunion at the moment is only available on Hey You. You can get a free seven-day trial, which is what we did. Yeah! I haven't seen any news of it being um, broadcast on E! But it's it's a good one and it's two episodes and they're all 40, over 45 minutes long. So they're fucking great. But... What I wanted to say thank you next to mm-hmm. this week from a pop culture perspective is obviously Go on, then. the Kardashians been out there. You know, we just said we fully appreciate that they put their life out there and they put so much of Show their... normal people dealing with problems. Yeah, and they put so much of their personal things out there. Like so many, even like Kim trying to be a lawyer and she's not passed the bar twice and that's out there. Courtney and Scott's issues with substance abuse. Chloe's issues with getting pregnant. Kim's issues as well, having babies again. Kim is so beautiful. I've always thought she's since... so hot. She's so hot. She's so. But I she's do. So I thought Chloe looked so fucking banging in that reunion. Oh my god! And she did admit to the work that she's had done, and she was like, "Everyone thinks I've had Botox and this. She's like, I've had a nose job." And then she's mentioned a couple of other injectable things that she had, but I couldn't really hear it because I was talking to my mum. But anyway, um, I'll, I'll check it later. Um, but yeah, I just, I just wanted to say thank you next very brief well yeah i'm gonna go into it now at people who think it's cool to throw shade at the kardashians and it's like they wear that shade like a badge of honor and they want to brag about it to everyone so much so that it becomes their personal brand to be anti-kardashian you could be anti anything in this world that's fine that's your personal views etc etc but um the other day i was watching this indian film and I remember that there was this chick on it that like I used to follow on Instagram. I was like, oh, why did I stop following her? So I just started following her again. And I looked at her bio, Holly, like this was in her bio. It said, in a world full of Kardashians, be an Audrey. Who's Audrey? Audrey Hepburn is who she's referring to. It really annoys me when people make these women icons. Mm. Her, Marilyn Monroe, and we look at them like, this was a time. This, These are people. These are people to look up to. They're just people. 
they're just people but at the same time like we didn't have the access to people's lives that we have now then and i'm pretty sure there would have been loads of things that are problematic about everyone everyone's problematic okay so obviously that like she's put that on her instagram bio like that is literally just the bio not who she is what she's about blah 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 and this is like a megastar indian actress who does bollywood and non-bollywood and all sorts of things models it's just a cheap shot isn't it that's just not very feminist i was just like okay so i unfollowed her again i was like okay now i know why i unfollowed you because i probably saw that but then it just reminded me of a lot of dudes that are so anti-kardashian and they're like i hate the kardashians no i can't stand that no that's not for me and they want to say all this shit but you know me and my detective skills. These guys are the same guys that are liking their pictures on social media. Which guys are you talking about? I'm not going to say names. Who? I'm not going to say names. You know, personally know someone. I know a couple of people that do this. Yeah. Who curse them but like their pictures. Yeah. I also think they don't need your likes. Like, I don't understand why people are out here liking their pictures like they need your likes. That's not even the point. If you're going to slander them and be like, oh, like, that's not for me or like they're this, they're that. Why are you liking their pictures online, bro? Make it make sense. But okay. And you know, there's that TikTok meme that's out there where it's like, am I better than everyone? Mm -hmm. That's the vibe I get from these people. Because I'm just like, what are you trying to prove by saying you don't like the Kardashians? Are you trying to say that you're better than everyone else because we're common and we watch the Kardashians? Uh, so that makes us whatever. But you're out there liking their pictures anyway. Like, okay, cool. Then I saw this meme the other day and it was a picture of Princess Diana on it. And at the top, it was really misleading. It was like clickbaity. So it said, in a world full of Kardashians. And then underneath in small writing, it was like, be whatever kind of woman you want to be and stop spreading internalized misogyny by insulting other women in order to compliment another. Celebrate women in all their glorious variety. And fucking hell, yeah, why can't we just do that? I find it really, it is fucking disgusting just when people are like, oh yeah, I hate that person and that makes me cooler than you. Or yeah, in a world of Kardashians, be an Audrey. And it's like, do you even know anything about, tell me 10 things you know about Audrey Hepburn. And I bet you these people would not know 10 things about Audrey Hepburn to tell you. I agree with what you're saying there, man. It's just like, why are we comparing? Even we posted something on TikTok and then uh, with Mia Khalifa and then someone commented saying, oh. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Girls just don't try to compete with Mia Khalifa. We're not trying to compete with Mia Khalifa we're not trying to compete with anyone it doesn't have to be one or the other imagine if boys say in in a world of uh Drake be a Ronaldo yeah like what fuck what off. are you saying bro fuck off honestly it's just like can we just stop the slander against women all the fucking time going back to the reunion though they did ask a question about are you guys um creating the beauty standards which are what are the word uh, unattainable unattainable yeah and they did just quickly glide over that it was really interesting Dipper, because Kim went uh, well we wake up every morning and work out to get this and da 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 and then they cut very quickly to Kendall did you see her body when she was sitting look babe like, I'm pretty sure she was sitting there stuck, sucking her stomach in she was definitely wearing a corset this is Kim babe like yeah. she does all of that stuff so that stuff is unattainable and beauty standards and corsets I mean they um, squeeze your organs like what's good about that they do all of that shit. Um, yeah, the way that they kind of said it was that, yeah, we just do whatever. And they've to all had shit loads of work other than 
Courtney. Courtney. But even when I was looking at them, I know people are like, oh yeah, they're Armenian, whatever. They're I don't I don't know how tan they are or what they do to their skin or what they like, tan. They self tan. They all tan. They're very light skinned. So here we go. On all levels. Naturally, are... Kim is um paler than me, mate. So yeah, it is unattainable on all levels. Yeah. I did see that they did they did glo- like really fast go over that point. Whatever answers they gave, they had been edited because you could see Kim was saying something and then they cut straight to Kendall and it, you could tell that it was a big edit there. What about Jamila Jamil? Because she's always going in on Kardashians. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't understand that about Jamila Jamil because I just think your whole brand is to celebrate women in whatever way they are, etc., etc. I think she was starting on them because they used to post... Uh, weight loss lollipops and things like that and like waist trainers and all that bullshit yeah but it, it wasn't just them posting that stuff she i didn't yeah, see yeah, her yeah. i didn't see her going after other people who were that big and i just think yeah this narrative of blaming the kardashians for literally everything really needs to stop and i don't think it's on brand as a feminist who goes out to be like i am a feminist i stick up for this these people and i'm sticking up for bigger women and this that and the other and i'm i'm a advocate of this that and the other but then you're tearing these five women apart is that good for their mental health like we already hear about chloe's mental health being fucked constantly mm-hmm. and like she mentioned it even in the reunion how horrible it was you know she has to deal with people being like this person's not your dad and you're the fugly sister you're the fat sister you're the ugly sister you're the sister that gets cheated on is it going to take for something really bad to happen to one of them as a result of mental health issues for people to start saying, be kind to the Kardashians. Like, but you want to roll out there and be like, be kind to everyone else, but let's not be kind to the Kardashians. Yeah, it's not it's not fair, is it? It doesn't really make sense to me. And I just think like, if you're such a advocate of be kind and this, that and the other, then it should apply to everybody out there, babe. Like it shouldn't just be to whoever you think is like, okay, this person's overweight. So let me be nice to them. But anyway, um, one thing I want to talk to you about from Love Island is the cast has been announced and it's not even been 24 hours, Hardeep, yeah? Mm-hmm. There is a girl on there. She's Punjabi Scottish. Her name is Shannon Singh. Already, there is a petition on change.org by a dude. And I tried to find this dude, but I didn't have enough time before the podcast. But trust me, I'm going to stalk this dude and I'm going to ask him <laughs> to come and chat to us because um, it's pretty well. I think his name is uh, something Garcha. But um, gotcha. Anything for you to remain relevant. I don't even know what you've done, mate. But anything. No, he ain't no one. I don't know who he is. He's. I think he's an uncle. He's gone on change.org and it says, um, this is a petition to stop Shannon Singh from entering Love Island. Mate, she's still getting paid. I thought, let me see what Brown Twitter's saying, yeah? So... Here we go, a little tweet from someone called Umar Dillon. All right, it says, um, I love that feeling of inner peace when you go to the Gurdwara. So he's retweeted someone's tweet and done a quote tweet. And the tweet he's done is, explain that to Shannon Singh. I don't think she's ever been to a Gurdwara by the looks of it. Asians are so preoccupied by um, how religious you are, how cultural you are, how brown you are. How about you shut the fuck up? How about you leave her alone? Then uh, a girl's just written, brown boys complaining about the besti. Besti means embarrassment shame shame that shannon sink is gonna bring on the community like they ain't thirsting over her insta right now that is my exact point about the kardashians why are you acting like you're not seeing girls you've never seen a girl in the underwear you never seen a girl in her <sighs> pants you never seen a girl in a bikini 
get a life. And then you've got a couple of people who are getting excited. So they're like, I just want to see Shannon Singh say Salah Gunjur if she doesn't get chosen in the recoupling. I'm down. I feel I'm like here. we need to do a bit of translation. Salah Gunjur is a... Uh... It's just like saying bastard wanker like sort of thing. And then finally, like I saw a bit more information about this this petition and it says, we cannot ruin the Sikh community's pride because of one person. Stop Shannon Singh pride. from entering Love Island. Eat this. As a as two Sikh women, just like to say, I'm here for it. And uh, just, yeah, I tweeted this morning that I hope she wins because um, I'd love to see what all of you lot say. And yeah, I might do a counterpart for her at the Gudwara and that. <laughs> Translate, Raj. Uh, just, I might go to the temple and do like prayers in her name. So they have to announce her name on the mic in the Urdas, which is like a part of the prayer where you, you can say people's names in that part of the prayer. You can say who you're praying for and stuff. Um, so yeah, I might do I might do one for Shannon Singh. When I saw her, I was happy. I was like, about fucking time. There's not been an Asian girl. The first brown dude was Naz, isn't it? Mm. And then before that, there was Marlin Anderson. I think she's half brown. But um, this is the first Punjabi chick out there. And she's Scottish. I love fucking Scottish. I can't fucking wait to watch it. And she's fit. But yeah, I just think like literally Love Island hasn't even started and there's already a change.com petition. But um... that guy's sad though, isn't it? He needs a life. He'll be watching it. He'll definitely be watching it. Mate, he'll be wanking over it. Leave her alone, mate. It's just like, yeah, you lot are all going to be complaining over it, but you lot are all going to be following her, creating fake accounts to follow her, like her pictures, getting her DMs, be like, hi, do you want friendship? She won't even know you exist. Add me, add me. But yeah, shout out to Shannon and all the other contestants. Uh, we're here with you. Thank you. Next. We're going to move on to our lessons now. And lesson one is being brought to us by Hardy Dada. That's me. So one taught me. Pick up. The motherfucking phone. Ring, ring, ring. Who, why, where? Tell me. So, as I've discussed on the podcast before, I have been working on my relationship with my dad, acceptance and all the rest of it. I have quite a complicated relationship with some of his family members. And he contacted me and asked me, because one of them had an injury and was in the hospital and is old, to ring that person and to cheer them up. Which I responded, I'm not a cheerleader and that person has hurt me and continues to hurt me and people I know and people I care about repeatedly, repeatedly. So I was fuming when I saw the message. I calmed down and I responded when I felt calm and I just said, yeah, basically I'm not doing what you tell me to do. It wasn't like, I'm not going to do what you don't tell, what do you tell me. It was just like, that doesn't make sense for me to do that kind of thing. Sometimes I think messages are good, especially with communicating with him, who's not always the most emotionally available person or someone who's not always that great with his words. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I think he's probably better over text sometimes. Maybe that he just prefers that mode of communication. I sent him that message and he didn't respond. And normally he responds really fast to me. And then I had like anxiety that day waiting for him to respond. He didn't. The next day, he still didn't respond. I was like, this is weird. My dad never does that. And I just thought, you know what? I need to pick up the motherfucking phone. So I picked him up, rang him. And here's me sitting there worrying about the way I said things. Have I upset him? This, that, and the other. He was just like eating his food. Like, oh, what's up? And I was thinking, I've been sitting here worrying about how you've taken this message and all the rest of it. And basically worrying for no fucking reason. So yeah, the lesson there was instead of going back and forth over message or sitting there worrying to just actually pick up the phone. And you've done this with me. Have you done it in other situations? Yeah, I just think that sometimes it gets to a point where on text, 
you can't read the emotions you can't read yeah and there have been times with me and you where it's like yeah me and you might be coming off cold on whatsapp or when we can't type what we're feeling Mm. it's such a modern fucking problem isn't it like oh yeah we don't yeah we don't call each other anymore because normally we just you'd be calling someone after you got home from school after whatever it's just a standard thing you do and when you want to have a chat with someone you would actually have a chat not a whatsapp you know face off kind of thing and Mm. i feel like i hate it when it gets to that stage where things are just being said on whatsapp you can see the other person typing or yeah then you do have that anxiety of oh my god they've, they're not messaging me back and all of that mm-hmm. to save yourself from all of that the best thing to do is to just pick up the phone and then you can actually hear in my voice that I do want to sort this out with you I'm not being a dickhead by saying cold things on whatsapp you know you just don't know yeah, how yeah, things yeah. are being read and I don't know why we don't do it it just it's really annoying and I think in most situations where I feel like something's going to blow or, you know, a chat needs to be had. I will always try and do it, but it doesn't always work out. Mm. Yours has worked out, but my ones, they don't always work out. Like, I think it's difficult because both people have to be willing to have a reciprocative sort of discourse. And that doesn't always happen. Like I've, I've called people and they've been like, what are you talking about? Don't know what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, okay, can't really can't really go anywhere with that then can't really yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. with that but at least even that way at least for me then I knew you know what like it's out of my hands like we're just gonna have to have pleasant trees until this relationship dies out and it and it did what a sad sad tale but it's better than keeping up a front and you know if someone's not gonna be able to have a chat with you openly and honestly on the phone mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about where your relationship is going in the future it's going nowhere just FYI yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not going anywhere and that's why like I do fully appreciate that with me and you, when we do have our little, not bus stops, uh, communication yeah, issues. big fights, <laughs> When we have our communicative issues that... Um, communicative, you know, communicative. Because, okay, because another, another thing that really gets to me is when I'll call that person and like we've been talking, but they won't answer the phone. All those times when I have called you, I have always thought, oh my gosh, she's not going to answer the phone. But you always do. And then we always talk and then we laugh about it and that's fine. Yeah, I'd rather talk about it and get it over and done with. The only times when I know I shouldn't talk is when I'm hungry. You will communicate that. You will say that. You'll say, oh, I'm really hungry right now. Can we talk after I've eaten? And I'll be like, yeah. I think I've only realised in the last year or so how much being hungry affects me. And I know you go- if you Google hungry, it will say irritable, hungry. this, this, that and the other. It's like basic knowledge, but I don't know why I haven't realised that before now. I feel like the older you get, you really do get to understand yourself. Yeah. Speaking of picking up the phone. Yeah. Me and old Ting had a WhatsApp chat last night, way into the night, about our current situation and circumstance and how we are going to move back to a place of friendship and whether it's even possible. So we were talking, 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 and I got really tired. It was like one o'clock, which, you know, I'm trying to do 10 till 10 having my phone off between 10 p.m. and 10 a.m. And yeah, we had a brief chat today that we would pick up the phone and actually resume some sort of chat to see where we're at and what the sitch is because I don't know. So are you leaving the door open? I don't know if it's possible to regain a friend i think i feel like literally two weeks ago i was like yeah it's possible it's so possible i don't know if it's possible to regain a friendship once you've crossed the line but remember we were we were saying that there's certain lines that you guys didn't cross like you haven't put your willy in the vagina Uh, um so you know and when you when you don't do that and if any of my exes are listening yeah i did yeah i did and what 
What are you going to do about it? But, um, but you know, when you don't cross that line of having sex or uh, physical, physical... Uh, yeah, but I let him... I let him in, you know. You let not in the vagina, though. No, you I don't let him in the VJJ, but I let him in the flat. I let him in my brain. I let him hold my hand. Yeah, but he wasn't in your mouth either. No, he wasn't in my mouth. This. This is what I mean. So I just sort of think like there's certain things that you haven't crossed the line with. So I think there is a high chance that it could go back to a friendship. But I think once you have crossed certain lines, then it might become a bit mucky. Yeah. So let, let so TBC on that. TBC on whether picking up the phone in this case worked, but it worked with my dad. So, oh, it's good that. I think picking up the phone, looking back on even the situations I've just discussed, which weren't um, happy endings, let's say, mm. but they were endings. So in one way, it sorted the situation out for me one way or another, because it's better than, yeah, like just carrying on pretending that nothing's going on. Like So I think it's a good one. It is a brave thing to do as well. It's scary. You know, when you're ringing and you're like, oh, are they going to answer? <laughs> I'm always like, oh, are they going to answer? Oh, they're not going to answer. But I know they're online, but I know they're online. That's oh, so that was, I've realized that WhatsApp has a little delay with when when you go offline and when you're actually offline because i used my mom's phone on the weekend and it said she was online but she wasn't because i'd already turned it off so by the way guys whatsapp has a little delay interesting so what are you saying thank you next to i am saying thank you next to not picking up the phone and continuing in your whatsapp text debates instead of getting the bravery to actually pick up the phone because when you pick it up sometimes it might not be that bad but i guess it's better that you address the situation than just avoid it 100 Person. Ooh, I listened to this radio show about procrastination and it was saying that when you procrastinate, you actually spend more time thinking about the thing than if you just got it over and over. Oh my God, that's so true. And it becomes so big. It's always that thing of like when you've got something to do in the week and you're like, no, I'm going to do it next week. No, I'm going to do it next week. No, no, no. And then you've done it and you're like, it took you literally no time. One minute. Yeah. Like me calling fucking tax people today. Yeah, which probably didn't take a minute, but yeah. Yeah, it took 40, but still it's fucking done. And I've been avoiding it for probably a year. I've been avoiding re-watching Emily in Paris to write this uh, thesis thing that I'm meant to be writing. And I watched it all in about a day and a half. You've watched it? I watched it again, yeah. Well done, Raj. It wasn't that bad. I actually don't feel that passionately about it. So I don't know what I'm going to write, but we'll figure it out. Thank you. Next. So we're going to get on to our next lesson. And this one is coming from the Ra Raj. You're going to call me Raj. I was going to go mad. So one to me. Revenge can be a positive thing. Ooh, tell me more. I just think like we need to stop writing off revenge as a negative, just a negative full stop. It's always like, oh, you want revenge. That's bad. Like you want revenge. No, you shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have these feelings of wanting revenge. Da, da, da. Your revenge doesn't always have to be about, you know, kidnapping someone, blindfolding them and chopping their balls off. It can be... <laughs> Have you thought about that? <laughs> Raj just defo thought about kidnapping and the chopping of the balls. No, I don't know why I said that. I just wanted to scare you. <laughs> Your idiot. It doesn't always have to be dark and, you know, like a, like a heist situation. It can just be, you know what? This thing that that person said, I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. Or this thing that that person did i'm gonna show them and and you know show them and i just think yeah that's the best type of revenge that you can have and in my life that revenge has always fueled me in everything that i've done mm -hmm. and it started with like my dad's family back in the day you know like asians they always have evil sides of the family good sides of the family my evil side is my dad's side and i remember they used to like bully my mom and they'd be like oh you're gonna send your daughter to university you're not gonna send her to university blah blah blah, blah. and they used to say all this shit so like 
obviously I went to university and I almost got a first, but I didn't get a first, but it's fine. But I just felt like that fueled me a little bit to be like, I'm going to do well at uni, bitches. Even at work and stuff. Like it's just situations have happened where there's just been very, very interesting situations that my cousin was going for the same job as me and I got the job. And I didn't know about that, but... When I found out about it afterwards, people were like, oh, you got the same surname. Do you know this girl? And I was like, oh my God, that's my evil cousin. And after that, like those little things have just fueled me a little bit to be like, mm -hmm. haha, this is revenge on your mum cussing my mum and trying to belittle us. And, you know, because we had less money or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, like that's my revenge on you. And as my career like progressed within that job that she wanted, I just kept thinking, yeah, this is revenge, bitch. And it kept fueling me to do better and better and better, even though I wanted to do better for myself. But that little bit of revenge yeah. kept me going a little bit further, you know? Yeah. You know, when things are tough, you just think, you think, oh yeah, but that person said that, like, I wouldn't be able to do this. Or that person said I wouldn't be able to do that. But look at me now proving them wrong and I'm going to prove them even more wrong. So yeah, like that that's one thing. And even my ex, like he was like, oh yeah, you're not living up to your full potential. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. I just think, yeah, what you got to say to me now, bitch? So Googling the word revenge, it says the action of hurting or harming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is not what we're saying. You're talking about what you just said. It is. What you just said there. What was what? No, you used a different. No, it is. Say that again. Say that again. The action of hurting or harming someone in return for an injury or wrong suffered at their hands. It is hurting them. Yeah, it is hurting them because. You want it to hurt them, but you actually don't know if it is or if they care. I can only assume that if someone was saying your daughter's never going to go to university and then I went to university Maybe they did feel a pinch that, oh, shit. Her I feel like it's proving them wrong. Yeah. You're proving them wrong. If someone's saying things that are, I don't know how to describe what they're saying, but if they're, if they're saying these like fucking ballsy derogatory kind of things to, to yeah, belittle like negative you, things to put you down. To put you down. I'm pretty sure it probably does pinch them to see you doing good. So in that way, you probably are hurting them. But it's not, it's not a type of hurt where you're like, yeah, you're not like, you're not, you know, locking them up in the basement and not feeding them and making them feel really hungry for hours on end to the point where their stomach's aching and it's eating All right, itself. you're not starving them out, yeah? <laughs> Orange is a new black star. You're not doing that. No, you're not doing that. But it, but it's a different type of pain. It's a different type of hurt. But I still agree with that, that um, whatever you just read. <laughs> I still agree with that. In the past, when people have said to me, you're not living up to your full potential, it's upset me, it's hurt me. Um, and maybe I've like, got those people out of my life, distanced myself from them. But in time, I've realized they're actually probably right. And if they didn't say that, and I didn't go through that process, maybe I wouldn't have actually got to where I am because what they said fueled me or, I don't know, like ignited something in me, like a fucking seed uh, being sown and then having some water. But I did see a really interesting quote from Jay Shetty a while ago. I said I'll try to find it, but I have no idea how I'm going to try and find it. About just the same as what you said about closure revenge doesn't actually exist either because it's fully in your head it actually isn't a real thing you can't measure it but i know people talk about revenge bodies i guess you can measure that but i thought that was an interesting way to look at it as well that does it exist is it just like closure because it's literally just in your head i don't know i think it's it depends on how you look at it like for me it's a hundred percent a positive for me like i'm not looking at revenge to actually you know beat someone up or you know do bad things to them mm -hmm. it's it's just kind of being like hey i'm gonna prove you wrong oh you think i'm not gonna win an oscar yeah i am oh you think that i'm not gonna have my dream bikini body by december yeah i am bitch for me i make it fun and it works for me and 
I think that's all I can do. Because really, the way that the potential thing was said to me, I know it sounds very flippant or whatever, but the way he said it to me was to try and make me feel like a loser. And I did feel like a loser, but I have to also accept, looking back on that situation, what was happening in that relationship and how abusive it was, I would never have been able to focus on anything but my job and coming home and cooking meals and surviving. I was in survival mode. So like, I can't look back at that time and be like, you know, I was going to do anything else. But looking at it now, I just sort of think, yeah, everything he was trying to say to me that I hadn't achieved. Obviously, I'm still on my path to achieving stuff. I haven't, I'm not finished. I'm just getting started. But Try and have that conversation with me right now, boo. And let me turn that on you. And the thing that makes me laugh is most of the time, these people that are saying these things are the people who haven't achieved jack fucking shit in their life anyway. Well, I remember when someone said to me, you're not living up to your full potential. And I went straight in my head. I was like, you're living at home in your parents' house, which you've always lived in. And you're doing a job from your house. This was before COVID. And you're telling me I'm not doing enough where I've moved here on my own. I'm paying my rent, paying my bills, trying to do shit and make my dreams come true. And you're telling me that I'm not living to my full potential. And I found it kind of irritating because he was one of these life coach type people who just decided they're a life coach one day kind of thing and is now a life coach from their parents' house. And I was just like, that's that's really cheeky. But after I moved past focusing on him, I was like, well, actually he is right. I have way more in me. And you know, a lot of people have said that to me. But it took, a, it took a fucking while to get there. So Raj, what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to revenge being associated with something negative and dark and seedy. It doesn't always have seedy. to be. Sometimes revenge can be something that spurs you on to the next step in your life. Sometimes revenge can make you check yourself a little bit and do better. Sometimes revenge can make you stick things out a little bit to get to that next stage in your game plan of your life, you know? Last time I was out getting my revenge underwear, I got hit on by an 18-year-old enjoying the juice. Nice. That revenge underwear got me in revenge love. So did you do anything with that 18-year-old? No, when I found out he was 18, I was like, oh, fuck's sake. I left why are, you being, why are you being so judgy? That's legal, no? 10 years, well, I think it was less, nine years younger than me. I was like, I'm all right, thank you. Would you date a guy that's younger than you? Not again, not again. Does it matter how much younger? I want over 30 going forward, man or woman, just to be clear. But you're not even 30 yet? Uh, Yeah, all right, my age or older. Oh, so it has to be your age. You wouldn't go, not even, what if he was a year younger than you? There is one cutie that I've seen about who's a little bit younger than me, but I need new energy. I need new energy for the rest of 2021. So you're not doing younger men anymore? Nope. I've seen, I've seen the light the thing is the light always changes and uh you know we always we'll see what you say next week basically so just no i like to look at young men like charles melton of a really hot how old is charles melton younger than me okay i like to look at hot young people young of age obviously people but relationship wise i think about how much i've learned even when i'm looking at this love island cast and they're so young i'm like wow you got your whole 20s and oh my god i saw one of them has lived with his nan and he's been single for six years but he's like 20 something so i'm like okay <laughs> what do you mean if you're like early 20s and you've been single for six years it just means you probably just haven't i don't know you haven't had a relationship in high school i don't know what you're saying there or uni or at all or just at all from your first job any of it. Let's say he's 21. Minus that for me, because I'm so bad at fucking maths. 15. 20. So he had a girlfriend when he was 15. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. Whoa. That's cute. That's cute. I've been single for a year. Well, technically. How long have you been single? So 2019, I'd say February to now. Two years. Two years. Not bad. Bloody hell. Not bad, mate. 
Bloody hell. Bloody hell. Let's get on to lesson three. So one taught me. My type on paper doesn't always translate in real life. And obviously... Oh, it's Love Island themed. There you go. Bit of Love Island. It's a Love Island themed lesson, homie. What is your type on paper? <sighs> Thing is, I have different types. So I've got physical, what my type would be, mm. or a type that I like. And my type emotionally in like personality is mm-hmm. very specific. So tell us then. Physically, I don't... I. Can I put it into one short? I mean, I like skinny white boys, don't I? Yeah, skinny white boys with a jawline. Or girls who look like me. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I like? You know I like an MC grinder mm-hmm. in physical form? Mm-hmm. A white rude boy, basically, yeah. But in the respect of personality, I need everything. Which is? Emotional availability. Oh. Ambition. Mm-hmm. Goals, drive, nice person, mm. caring, mm-hmm. funny, mm. adventurous, spontaneous, all of those amazing qualities. Okay. I think the reason this came across was because I was telling you in the past, I have stayed in relationships with people who have been my type on paper personality-wise, or they I think they're my type on paper. They they sound great. You read out their credentials, their career is amazing, their history is amazing. What do you mean their history? They're, like they're not out there cheating, they're quite good in relationships, you know, that kind of vibe. You know, respectful, nice, good listener, sensitive, all the really, really important qualities that you need in a person. Yeah. And it sounds good and you know it's good, but just like as Brooke said last week, the math is not mathing. It's just not translating. And obviously I've had that a bit more recently where it's like I have this list of amazing qualities, everything I would want, and it is just not translating. It sounds good. I remember with my ex, even though he had all these great credentials and it sounded great and everyone... You know, if you it's like the kind of person you'd want to introduce to your mom or you want to introduce to your grandma or something. You know, they're going to fucking love them. But for you, it's just not right. It's not, you know, your soul is saying no. It doesn't feel right. Have you ever had that where the person sounds fucking great, but it, you're just not feeling it? No, I don't know. I don't I don't think so because... Never. Uh, even the latest ex, like, yeah, on paper, everything looks great right similar industries apparently he liked all the same music as me etc etc but even what you said about you know the past relationship stuff sounds great according to me like rewind a little while ago i would have said the same thing yeah oh my god he treated everyone great blah blah blah. but from the recent conversation with his ex he was a serial cheater (laughs) and i just found out literally last week and the same thing happened with my first ex i found out he cheated on me three years after we broke up (laughs) <laughs> it's just little things like where you just I just think whatever is presented to you is always presented in its best light so we always want to put our best foot forward and other people want to do that with us like I know people have said to me that they want to preserve an image and I guess maybe sometimes I was looking at other people with like rose tinted glasses trying to preserve the image of who I thought they were obviously in this situation that was in more recently I wanted it to work because on paper the Everything I want is here. On paper, it was like tick, 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 tick. Literally. Yeah, it still, something wasn't clicking. It was like Lego pieces. They're just not, it's not fitting correctly. Yeah. So it's not always like if they check all your boxes, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's going to work. 
What is it lacking? A chemistry? I don't know. It just doesn't feel right, man. And it didn't feel right with my ex. It did not. But I just ignored it. And we always talk so much about going with your gut. And I feel like such an idiot every time I don't go with my gut. More recently, I've been talking to my friends about your type on paper and things like that and what you're attracted to and questioning what we have been taught to be attracted to, what we find attractive. Do we find unavailability attractive because it keeps us interested and, you know, treat on me and keep, keep them keen? Like all those types of things I've been thinking about really like deep in it. Why do we find certain things attractive? So, yeah. I saw a meme the other day and it said tourists when the person they like likes them back and it was someone looking like they're going to be sick. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, do, do you relate? I don't know. I don't know. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm. And I'll let you know what happens because I'm not, I haven't, I'm not avoiding, I'm secure, but, but I just don't know. I, I don't know how I'd react if someone was all like on it. Uh, a couple of my friends are having these conversations with me now about the guys they like, don't like them back and the guys they don't want like them. And I'm really thinking about this attraction stuff. And why do you not want people who are available? And why do you want people who are unavailable? Not you, me. Why do I want people who are... Yeah, and what have you seen in them that makes you think that that's something you want in your life? What have they shown you that's made you think, okay, yeah, this is like what I want? I was walking yesterday and I was thinking about probably one of the most emotionally unavailable people I've ever known and caught myself like fantasizing about them. And I was like, fuck, stop it. Is it the fact that you think you can't have them that makes you want them? They don't let you get close enough. They don't give you the chance to get bored of them. They don't give you the chance to really know them. So it's like, uh, it's an it's idea, it's fantasy. Yeah, so if you don't really know them, it is it's something that you've created in your head, isn't it? The version of them that you're attracted to is the version you've created, mm. which is liking their potential and not their credentials. <laughs> which we can't do. We got to let go of that shit. Ariana said, remember? Let it go. I don't even know. I was thinking like, what is my type on paper? Like what... Um, how do you figure out what your type on paper is? What do you? What are the themes in the guys that you've liked? The themes? <laughs> I don't know. They're usually tall. They're usually funny. They've got a good sense of humor. They usually watch the same TV as me. What about physically? <laughs> physically, tall. It's usually just tall. Uh, beards. Beards go down well. I mean, sorry, really. anyone's tall next to you though, aren't they? Shut up. That's not... Nah, I've got mates who are shorter than me. Male mates. Yeah, right. Uh, I think tall, beard... Usually dark hair, usually ethnic, usually. That's the thing now. I want myself a Charles Melton, so I'm manifesting a Charles Melton. Next guy has to be Korean. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know how I feel about this. You know, I see this shit on TikTok all the time. Manifest your next partner, manifest this, manifest that. And I'm just like, I don't want to manifest my fucking partner. I want my partner to come in because he wants to, not because I manifested him. No, but you want to... You want a sense of direction of what you want, no? Yeah, I know what I want. I have a list of what I want, but I don't want to manifest it. Manifesting it feels like I'm making it happen. Like I want it to happen because it's happening. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, but... People are like, say this thing three times and this person will call you. And I'm like, I always skip them. I'm like, what the fuck is this, TikTok? Okay, so you would manifest a job, but why would you not manifest a person? Because you think that they should just, I don't know. I don't even manifest a job. What am I doing to manifest my job? I made a vision board. That's about it. Hmm. I'm not really going to bed every night saying, I am successful. No, but that's not what it is. You've still got a vision board. That's manifesting. Yeah, I guess that's manifesting. There's there's two people snogging on it. That's a manifestation then. That's about as far as I'll go, I guess. Why, why are you... A against the idea of manifesting a partner it scares me it makes me think like if i've manifested them is that why they're in my life like and 
can I then manifest them out of my life? I don't get it. It doesn't mean they're st- confusing. Stuck with you. It confuses me. You just mean- I'm just like, are they here really because they want to be here or did I manifest them into being here? Okay, if you get a job, would you say, mm. if you got your dream job now or the dream achievement, you wouldn't say, are you here because you want to be here? No, I earned that shit. Well, didn't you earn this? Earning a good relationship. I don't fucking know, mate. Who the fuck knows? Just give me a dog at this rate. Just get me a dog hoodie for my next birthday, please. Guys, and we are a relationship podcast and we're very <laughs> positive rounds here. <laughs> Dogs would be great. Do- a dog would be great. Just get me a cute little puppy and I'll be happy. Manifest yourself a puppy then. Yeah, okay. I'll manifest that. Hardeep's going to get me a puppy for my birthday. Next year. I ain't getting you shit. You better fucking get me a puppy. That's a lot to ask that. Uh, yeah, find some breeders. You must know people in Coventry and shit. There must be bad dog breeders there. What are you even talking about? <laughs> there are all the assumptions here. I don't even know what, what are you talking about? They're like country people. They must breed dogs and stuff. Cov's not in the country. Where is it? Where, <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> It's just about. <laughs> Cov is just about. I uh, lives in a house, a very big house in Coventry. <laughs> your twelve. What is your type on paper? Email us highfankynextpodcast at gmail.com. Do you know Charles Melton? Charles Melton look alike? I wanna know. So what are you saying thank you next to? I am saying thank you next to trying to force shit to work based on a list of what you have created. I mean, I'm sure I'll be eating my words because I did actually create a list and then think, oh yeah, this is a good list to have. But in the past, I have thought it sounds good. So I've stuck with it. So Hardy, if you were going on Love Island and they were like, uh, this is your type on paper and then they presented this dude to you that was your type on paper, what would you do? Shit myself. Your dead tea would come out. I'd absolutely shite my pants because I wouldn't know what to do. Don't know if I'm ready for it. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready to let more love in my life in all different ways and to be open to love and be a better human and learn and grow. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if romantic love is just yet. So shall we enter you into Love Island next year? I would do a lot of things and I did begin my process for that, but I do not think it's for me. Okay, we'll revisit this later in next year. Okay. When the applications open at the end of this season. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for Love Island? I actually can't wait. What about you? How excited are you? I'm excited about the comeback of Fiat 500 Twitter, Black Twitter, seeing their little beefs. It's fun. It's fun times. That's so funny. I didn't even know that was a thing. Twitter is at its best when Love Island is on. I'm really looking forward to Twitter coming alive. The Love Island like influencers, you know, the people that tweet about Love Island and they always go viral because their tweets are so funny. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm ready. We're going to be out there watching it, tweeting along. So follow us at Thank You Next Pod. And obviously, if you do want to say anything about Love Island or your thoughts on these change.org fucking apps change.org what are they petitions petitions even you can send us a voice note to hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or dm us on socials where thank you next pod on insta tiktok and twitter thank you for listening to this episode of thank you next make sure you share this episode with someone who loves love island hates spencer pratt send it to someone who thinks they're cooler than you because they slag off the kardashians like let them know someone who gets loads of crystals but is still a weirdo like spencer pratt 
Oh, I thought she was talking about me. I was like, are you trying to at me, bro? Because I got crystals in front of me right now. Somebody who's scared of love like me. Somebody whose attachment style is secure like mine, apparently. Yeah, anyone, basically. This podcast is for everyone. Send it to your friends. Send it to your aunties. Send it to your uncles. And send it to Mr. Gotcha, who created the change.org petition. That guy needs to get lost. Because we've got stuff to say to you. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And do not forget to give us a review so other people can find our amazing conversations. We'll be back with more shit we want to say thank you next to next week. A bit of Love Island chat because it's going to have started. And a bit of Too Hot to Handle because that's back on air as well. Love that show. Summer's here. It's official. I mean, it's raining now in England, but summer's here, baby. But summer's here. I've got the heating on, but summer's here. Do ya? Yeah, I'll put the heating on. It's cold out here. It's cold out here. See you later, guys. We love you. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Next.